0: Card Sports back for another week of action. I got my co-host Nate.
1: Your boys are back at it again with the sports. Cody, catch us up on the NBA.
0: Some big things are happening in the NBA this week. Quote unquote big things when for the, sure. Uh, last night, the LA Lakers decided that uh, they didn't want to be in the playoffs anymore. more. They went down 3-0 to the Nuggets and no team has ever come back from that. So we can basically just Count L.A. out. Just go
1: ahead and write them off. So you're already going to go ahead and put in the Nugs. Well, I had the in Nuggets the in the
0: finals. At, you did say that with. a
1: few weeks ago, yeah.
0: And no one really cares too much about that. Either we can hate on the Lakers or we can praise the Nugs. Nuggs have been playing great. But let's move on to the other side. The series that I said was going to be the most competitive, crazy, wild splash. And the Miami Heat are up 2-0 in the series with a game going on tonight. And they've been playing out of their minds.
1: Just to put this in perspective, we are not recording this on a normal Friday night, this but is Sunday. Sunday. Just to give some background. So, Game 3, Celtics Heat
0: tonight. Tonight, 7:30
1: in Boston?
0: Ah, uh, that's a good question. I don't It's at, no, it's in Miami.
1: It's in Miami, so you're 100% expecting a dub and going up 3-0. We
0: play better at home, so yes.
1: And then after and then that... it's
0: over. If you think... Because no one else has ever done that.
1: So, you think if you go up 3-0... It's over. One, it's over. Do you think you go for the sweep? Do you get the 4-0 sweep?
0: What are the chances I that think both the,
1: go 4-0 sweeps?
0: That would be wild. That would that be... That would be super unexpected. I think the f- fourth game is in Boston. it has to nope, be. Nope, it's in Miami. Oh, so it So, it so two, they two, could two. go right, two, for two. the full sweep. Damn. They want to take because it's still at home.
1: Now the real question is is the NBA gonna let that happen? Two Two four oh sweeps in the conference finals? Mm, I, f- I feel like it's too
0: so. fast. Like the actual playoff series isn't scheduled to start until June first, and we're in May twenty first. Like the actual play what? what do you mean? Like the last series? Oh, game you mean one the finals. Game yeah. one of the finals is scheduled for June first.
1: So I wonder if for some reason. As long as the NBA doesn't intervene with this. If both game if both series go 4 0, do they start it sooner or do they just pick it up at Junior? So
0: the soonest that we would know is Tuesday night. And then if Tuesday night they're both done, both teams are done and out, you're talking about getting a week or week and a half or so off right. from basketball? I don't know if the NBA wants to do that.
1: That's what I'm saying. I I don't see the NBA letting this series, either one of these series, go 4 0. No. Like you said, to have a whole week and a half off where they're not bringing in revenue, I'm just saying somebody's changing the script.
0: If it's anything like the last time we played the Celtics in the playoffs, they'll get a W tonight. We'll move to the next game, get a W, then be 3 1. Then they'll win again, Boston, and then we'll win. And then that'll be the end of the series. If that. And I—I I mean, up to one or two zero is impressive. I—I I, it's super hard to come back from something like that. So I would be happy if we—if we lost tonight, okay. Now, if we lost back to back and the series tied two two, then I'm feeling a little nervous. Going back to Boston, most yeah. likely. Yeah. Then I'm a little nervous. So if we drop one here in Miami tonight or or Tuesday night, I wouldn't be upset. If we lost both in Miami. I'm feeling skeptical. Pretty pretty scary. But right now I'm over the moon hyped up. So right
1: now, as everything sits, we're pretty much putting the Nuggets in because no teams ever come back from 3-0. No team. Never. In the NBA. And we're gonna go ahead and put in the Heat. Obviously, you're a Heat a Miami Heat fan. The Nuggets are a very solid team. You don't have Tyler Hero, but yet they
0: But the our, Heat have found ways to win games. Our guards, Max Struss and Gabe Vincent, have all been playing ridiculous minutes and good good minutes, too.
1: And, you know, it doesn't help that Jimmy Buckets is just
0: absolutely taking over the playoffs. Uh, uh, yeah. Jimmy, taking over the playoffs. Uh, you can't say more about Bam. Bam's doing crazy things as a center. Here's the problem. Bam and Joker don't really m- match up. Joker's Djokovic. I think that's how you actually right, pronounce right. his name. And, or whatever. Bam, and he's a big dude. <clears throat> We're talking seven footer, probably like I'm just without looking, I'm gonna say like like two two city.
1: And he can shoot the ball too, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he he's like that. But but Bam's that, that long range five. Bam's that tall, but he's not that big. He's more of a finesse center. Right. So I feel like a lot of points are gonna be happening in the paint if that matchup happens. But I don't know. I I I think it's I think they match up pretty well. So,
1: do you like do you like the Heat winning the finals if they match up against
0: the Nugs? The Nugs are stacked. I that's a I I have always told myself expect disappointment and be happy when they they uh, succeed.
1: Prepare for the worst, and hope for the best. Yeah.
0: Like I honestly was, was thinking it would be back and forth we, there was, I don't think anybody was going to take a big lead. In the Celtics Heat series, so to be two zero is surprising to me anyway. And the Nuggets have like completely handled everyone they've played against.
1: Yeah, they've played really ball, really good ball all year long, especially here in the playoffs.
0: Now I'm just happy that the Lakers are on their way out. lay Loser <clears throat> is going to be out of the dang playoffs because they only put him in because it's LeBron and it's the L A market and. I figured that they'd do the same thing in this series, which is just like, okay, we got to give them a win here, and we got we got to call enough fouls here. But I think that the Nuggets have just—you can't call enough fouls if, you, if the other team's scoring enough. Right, right, yeah. Like
1: you can only call so many fouls that are blatant or even fifty-fifty, and then have the game go one one way. I don't know. When it, when a team is playing so much better than another team, it starts to get outrageous when you start seeing foul here, foul there, free throws, free throws, free throws and you start giving up free points. Yeah. Then the whole your whole fan base starts to realize like, "All right, dude. Get the fuck out."
0: I think I think even the NBA is like, well, "What do you want us to do? They're averaging like 110, 112 points a game. We can't keep mm-hmm. up with that." Right. And LeBron's been terrible this this series. There's true. I did,
1: Horrendous. I watched a replay. Like, he had a fast, fast break, breakaway, and he was going for like this back, backwards windmill. Ball comes right out of his hands, goes, goes out of bounds. Like, you could have took the easy two points instead. Trying to get cute with it. That's, and you
0: right that, out of bounds. Uh, see, with things like that, if you mess up, you know, it's bad. But if you hit it, that's a, that could be a momentum swing because of uh, hype.
1: Two points is two points. I don't give a fuck what it looks like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes when you get that big dunk, you just... Yeah,
1: it could be a big dunk. It doesn't have to be a backwards windmill. It could just be a nice, solid
0: (laughs) Hell, It could even Um, be just a one-hand jam. But yeah, I'm happy about this. I, I think the NBA is realizing like, oh crap, we can't keep up with just blatantly calling fouls and then nothing happening. And then LeBron completely flopping everywhere, Just Oh yeah, Dude, did that, you see that that clip? video that you sent so me, Dude, yeah,
1: freaking nuts. So from one championship to another championship, something that happened last weekend, the XFL championship. I know when we first started our first few episodes, we talked a lot about the XFL, and I kind of dwindled out as we talked more and more about the NFL offseason, as free agency kicked off, the oh. draft, and everything, but. We announced that we were Renegade fans. Yes, and then we kind of almost denounced them because Bob Stoops was shitting the bed. Oh my gosh! So Some bad. somehow in the crazy world of the XFL, the, Arli- the Arlington Renegades found themselves in the XFL championship with a four and six regular season record against the nine and one DC Defenders. Not the Defenders had the best record in the XFL in the North and in the entire league. And without a doubt, I think one of the best built rosters in the league. The whole. Yeah. Yeah. Best overall built roster. Arlington makes a trade towards the end of the season and moves quarterbacks. They move to Luis Perez, who was their quarterback for like the last three or four regular season games and through the playoffs. And Arlington completely handles Houston in the South Finals. Gets in the championship and handles the best.
0: I would say the scores. The score is not really a, a good example of what that last championship game was like because Arlington was up the entire game by a lot
1: in the XFL, in yeah. the championship or yeah, the, the championships. Conference.
0: In the conference, they they handled them the whole yeah, time, right. defense and offense. Right, handled in the in the, in the championship, they were up big. Oh, uh, right mean, off they, the back. I mean, they
1: they handled. DC so much that DC did not have a first down until towards the end of the second quarter.
0: But as you can see by the score, it was only a nine point game at the end. And in the XFL, it's kind of you could have made that, and they missed that fourth and fifteen chance at an onside. I
1: mean, it was it was basically garbage time. Yeah, as where as where the score kind of closed in. That's because- why I'm
0: saying it just looked the they beat them. It was not a nine-point game. No, game. oh, no, no, no. Oh,
1: no. Where Arlington won is that they shut down Abram Smith, the, their DC's running back, who was the best running back statistically in the XFL, 788 yards, seven touchdowns. For comparison on that, the second-ranked running back in the league only had 443 yards. He had 340 yards on the next best running back. That's how good Abram Smith and the DC defenders' offense was at running the ball. Yeah. But Ardington had him in a body bag all four quarters with the exception of one breakaway that was like 50 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. They only was, gave up 90 yards and two touchdowns. It was still.
0: a. So it was never a question whether the Renegades had a good defense because there's, there's always, yes, they had a good defense. But the question was can Bob Stoops actually get in the end zone? And that was a real big difference maker in the playoffs. They could find the end zone.
1: But I, th- I think that has has to do more with Lu- Luis Perez, the quarterback sure. they traded for. He went twenty six for thirty six, two hundred eighty eight yards, three touchdowns, one interception. What about in on the- his
0: feet? Do you know those stats? Did he ever he, go out
1: of the pocket? He's he's not really. He can extend the play, and he has extended the play. Yeah. But as for you know being a threat with getting downfield on his feet, not no. not very much. I can tell you that. In the two playoff games, he threw three touchdowns in each playoff game. And I think he had one interception in the Houston game as well. He was very efficient both playoff games.
0: And now he's a champion.
1: He is a champion. It's surprisingly to see, and we'll talk about this later, that he currently is not signed by an NFL team. He played that well.
0: In a two-game stretch.
1: Now, small sample size. Yeah, in a two-game stretch. But even the last three games of the regular season that, you know, kind of help Arlington, you know, find their identity as an as a team, Luis Perez played pretty freaking solidly. For sure.
0: For sure. I just I I like I said, I'm happy that our team, I'm putting quotation marks on <laughs> our team, made it and won. The, the team we picked at the beginning of the year won.
1: With a losing record.
0: But they had four wins in the regular season. Four and five or four and six. Four and six. Made it into a playoff game somehow. Beat the crap out of both playoff teams in one championship.
1: Yeah. Pretty much handled the two best teams. Now
0: record-wise. We're happy about it, though. Oh, we're absolutely. Happy yeah. But. Isn't that dumb?
1: What else are you going to do when you only have eight teams in the league? Are you... Because if they would just took the top four uh, records, yeah. it would have been the top three teams in the north and then Houston out of the south.
0: I would say so you got to be feeling pretty bad if you're, but, if you're on the north side of the division because your teams were actually good. Right. And the in the south ended up winning the championship.
1: But it was as a team out of the south with a losing record. <laughs> so is that is that a testament to how strong the south was or how weak the north really was? It, it's kind of crazy. I didn't watch enough of all the games to actually be able to tell. I and, dwindled
0: in the middle of the season. Like I was hyped the first yeah, about right. four weeks. But, uh, but uh, the reason why I was probably hyped is because it's like, W, okay, we won our first game. Loss. Okay. Then the next game we, we watched was um, a 10-9 to 9 game.
1: Yeah, it was kind of boring. It's kind of rough.
0: So, and then they lost the next game, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm a little bored now. And so, that's when they went on that streak of just losing a bunch. And I just was like, ah, we don't need to watch this anymore. Hey.
1: It kind of dwindled, and it was it was March. It was March Madness going on. There's a, it was a That's lot of it, it was. was a lot of stuff to take in all at one time, so it's hard to watch all the basketball games and watch right. football.
0: You're actually right because yeah, the, the, about the time we stopped watching, it looks like the middle of March, and then it goes into April. Those are still the early parts of April, are still part of March Madness. That first weekend, I think that yeah. first
1: weekend of April is the, the championship.
0: So it's so so you think that that season yeah. works? Now that's wrapped up. Do you think that season works? Like right <sighs> to at that time period,
1: it, it's kind of hard because how sports, especially with college, for for a professional schedule, it a, it absolutely works because now these guys got a whole ten game season or you know twelve game if they played in the the playoffs or whatever. And now there's st- they can still be looked at for an NFL roster
0: and they can get into OTAs.
1: Yeah, and some of these guys have already reported OTAs. Yeah. So, or I guess not
0: OTAs. So professionally, it works.
1: Especially it works
0: for them, it works. but
1: as for a sports fan and having March Madness, and then if you watch golf, golf, I think at the time the Masters was going on or the live championship, something like that.
0: The Masters was going on at a certain point in time in there,
1: but it just it's a lot to take in as a sports fan. NBA
0: playoffs are still going. Yeah,
1: <laughs> NBA playoffs weren't going to March Madness, really? Not in March. No, but I mean, I mean during the, the latter in,
0: part the of the it, season, it oh, was, for the XFL, yeah,
1: yeah, but it just, it, it's just professional. It's just kind of weird because you're it a whole season in, right? If you're only talking about football, but
0: the the USFL just started right <laughs> afterwards, which I don't really I, like. I,
1: I don't enjoy the USFL. I think it's just it's it's too generic. It's what I said when we were talking about. It's I think g- it was our second or third episode in regards to the change in the NFL and change in football. What the XFL does being a lower quality of play due to, you know, not as good as players in the NFL, is that they've changed the game in a way that it's more action, quicker, things are different. So we're not watching the exact same play. And
0: the games are always close. Right. So like so like, for example, every game that we watched this year went down to like the last five minutes in the fourth because at any point in time you could rip off eleven points and then be right back in the game. Well, nine. Where'd he get eleven? I don't know.
1: I mean, nine points. Yeah.
0: It was a six point. Yeah, nine points. Nine you get points. Rip off nine points, and you're right back in the game. I mean,
1: I guess technically you can say twelve points because you get the six, the three, the fourth, and fifteen conversion, and then you're almost in field goal range already. Yeah. If
0: you get it. Yeah, but so so everything's close, and the scoring was a lot more condensed than what I thought. I thought there would be way more points being scored, like. We're talking like freaking like 35 to 28 type game right and, and then we got a lot of 12 to 9 11 to 9 yeah
1: it was it was weird to look at the over-unders and see how low those over-unders there, were
0: for sure but i don't think overs hit that often
1: in the at XFL, least at the beginning when i was
0: betting on yeah. it overs didn't hit that often
1: i know in the xfl championship the over hit just going into the third quarter <laughs>
0: <laughs> the problem did, the problem yeah i did i remember that the problem with the usfl is i feel like and even their jerseys kind of look like this too it's like it looks like basic basic it, it, it looks like canadian ball i can see that yeah you know? and i've watched some canadian football league and it's just like <laughs> eh, you know it's still football it's this weird because college ball you know right you right. say lesser lesser talent than nFL lesser quality yeah but then you look at college ball and college ball is Always fun to watch.
1: It's a different game though. And that's what I think the XFL is trying to replicate is a faster pace. And that's what you see in college is that we're seeing a faster pace. Well, game. running
0: clocks happen in the XFL.
1: Well, now we're gonna get running clocks in
0: college. Yeah. Next starting next season. No more no more uh stopping. first down stopping the clock. Yep. I, I don't know h- if I like that. I like it. I, I
1: like it for two reasons. Why why because the college game seems to take a lot longer. At and the I, end. Yeah. For sure. Well, I think even throughout the rest of the game, it just seems like it takes so much longer. But I think it's now gonna simulate more of the professional play that, you know, people wanna see these scouts wanna see these guys go through, especially in the two minute drill. But also I think with without the clock stoppages for first down and everything what what is it outside outside of five minutes, the clock is basically running. Yeah unless the ball goes out of bounds or until the ball is spotted, you know, that's less plays that these guys, these college athletes have to take a beating. You know, that's less plays. That's less, you know, abuse on their bodies that now the NFL can. in my eyes. Now the NFL, I'm going to say this in quotes because this sounds really bad, can take advantage of. and <laughs> You know, now instead of you, you know, playing 30 plays a game or 40 plays a game, you're only playing, you know, 27 to 30 plays a game. That's more abuse. I can put your body in now at a later age in the NFL. True. So true. I, I think it's beneficial for both sides. I think it's beneficial for the NFL. I think it's beneficial for the players. It's less chance for them to get hurt.
0: So all that being said, with the championships and everything going, we got basically there's been a couple signings, but the biggest name to be signed. Out of the XFL. Out of the XFL is the Noots. <laughs> ben new team.
1: The Ben DiNucci played for Seattle Sea Dragons, right?
0: Seattle Sea Dragons.
1: Signed by the Broncos. Statistically the best quarterback in the XFL.
0: The new starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos.
1: So, does that change? Last week we talked about the AFC. Does that change your Broncos projection?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Obviously, Russell Wilson's still going to be their starter.
1: But they got but a good safety blanket if something were to happen with, with As Russell.
0: As an ex uh Danucci on your team guy, I can tell you you probably and unless this year the XFO has like shown him like, oh, I can I can do this, then I don't know if you want him starting at any point in time.
1: He completed at 64.7% of his passes. Yes, he did. He threw for 20 uh let's see, 2,671 yards, so just over 260 yards. So a game. he's
0: pumping the ball down the field. Yes.
1: He had 20 interceptions in 10 games. Er, Twenty touchdowns in ten games. Yeah. So that that's okay. But, but he had thirteen but interceptions.
0: But he had thirteen interceptions, which is so, a glaring number. Yeah.
1: You, you know, you're twenty to thirteen, not a very good ratio, especially in the NFL where you need to control the ball. If you turn the ball over, you're kind of fucked. The
0: only other good thing about uh, Danucci that would work with the Broncos is that he can run.
1: He's athletic. Yeah. He can he can stretch plays
0: and. Uh, he doesn't like to lose. So he still has that competitive edge to that dog where he's willing to like lower his shoulder and take one on the chops.
1: I think as a, as a true starting quarterback, you're not going to see that from him. Now, if he's just, if he's there to be a backup quarterback and he knows Russell Wilson's going to be there in a a couple weeks. Yeah, no, he's going to slide. He's going to go out of bounds. He's going to like, ah, no,
0: (laughs) it's a weird, uh, it's a weird, like coach player mix up. So like Sean Payton, and Ben DiNucci, I don't feel like they match up very well as player coach because when I think of Sean Payton, I obviously think of Drew Brees, and the is nothing like Drew Brees. But neither is Russell Wilson.
1: I disagree. I think I think Sean Payton meshes well with both Russell Wilson and Ben DiNucci. I think I think Sean Payton's a good enough coach that it doesn't matter. Plain and well, that's simple. That's
0: the argument I was making last week, but. And you, sort of, you were saying, no, 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 no.
1: I, I am saying, no, 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 no. I don't think that he's going to be just changing the code, just going to ma- magically make them win how many ever games you said they were. What, yeah, would, would, would you ten. have them, like, nine games?
0: I, have, I think I had them nine or ten.
1: Yeah, I think you said nine games.
0: Yeah, nine and eight.
1: Yeah. No, I, I had that nowhere close. I think I had them five. But the only other thing in the NFL news this past week, and then I'll get to – you know, a, a little remembrance thing that happened this past Friday. Uh, outside linebackers, Zadarius Smith was traded from the Vikings to the Browns. Uh, the Browns got Zadarius Smith, a 2025 sixth round and a seventh round pick from the Vikings. The Vikings got a 2024 fifth round and a 2025 fifth round from the Browns. You know, Zadarius Smith, although older at 30 years old, you know, still pretty productive. He had 10 6. Eight. Tim yeah. Last year.
0: Yeah, uh this is a this is a money dump.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the Vikings have had a cap problem for a while and this is all that. Well, you know, know why. Was. Like Kirk Cousins Kurt got Cousins fully Cousins. guaranteed.
0: This is why okay. Th- this problem right here. So we're going to talk before talking fully into Zarya Smith going to the Browns. That 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 right there where you just said Kirk Cousins getting fully guaranteed all this money. If you're a quarterback in the NFL and you're getting a mass contract like that, you are screwing everyone else on your team.
1: I, I hope a lot of organizations are watching this happen. Yeah, especially Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. You're watching a quarterback that
0: they gave him his contract.
1: They didn't give him fully guaranteed though. No, they didn't give him the full
0: guaranteed that he wanted. Oh, no, thank goodness. Yeah,
1: but other quarterbacks are, or other teams and organizations that you know,
0: just wait. You're really going to see some. Huge contracts when you get uh old Burroughs contract coming up.
1: I think you're gonna see if he
0: has huge a good season college, this year.
1: I think you're but you're not gonna see full guaranteed again. I think we're watching that unfold right now with the Vikings.
0: Maybe he'll be smart. See, that's the thing. So Patrick Mahomes, right, he got a big big contract, right? Big guarantee money over like a ten year period of right. time though. So he kinda played it a little smart. But
1: Patrick Mahomes is smart enough to know that.
0: Well, I guess not Patrick Mahomes. And they restructure a lot.
1: Yeah. Andy Reid is smart enough to know that, yes, Patrick Mahomes can scramble. He can't get out of the pocket. He can run down the field. But he knows that that's not very sustainable, especially over a 10-year contract.
0: That's why they've stopped. That's why he stopped rushing right. so much. He right. became more of a uh, pocket guy. Pocket
1: guy, stay behind the line of scrimmage, uh, but slide
0: really early. What I'm saying is is uh, Patrick Mahomes basically gave him a hometown deal. Now, if, you don't, if you're not willing to give someone a hometown deal— and somebody will give you that full guaranteed contract. Oh, yeah. So. At least they get you in the door. We'll, we'll see on those next two guys. Now, now going back to Zedarius Smith is basically a money dump by the Vikings. Yeah. But did this make the Browns defense better? Yes. Okay. I think so.
1: Zedarius Smith, like I said, he's older. He's he's 30 years old. He's older. He's been in the league. I think this is going to be the, his ninth year. Uh, but he's still very productive. Like I said, he had very 10 productive. sacks. You know, 44 tackles, 32 of those were solo. 32 out of 44 tackles were solo tackles.
0: It's pretty solid. Pretty solid numbers. But did the Browns really need that much help on defense? Like, I feel like they weren't really ever lacking on defensive side. I feel like they lack in other areas.
1: In today's day and age, if you can get a edge rusher, outside linebacker, Uh in a Mm 3-4, you have to take him. And Zadarius Smith is a very solid edge rusher. Now, does he lack in pass coverage? Absolutely. But they're not going to use him in pass coverage. I think he's going to be more of a role player on second and long, third and long kind of player. I don't think he's going to be an ever down player for the Browns. I think he's going to be a pass, pass rush situation kind of guy.
0: So this, this move to me by Cleveland is kind of like them telling you we are going to be a dominant force on defense. And then by the way that they've – Basically, done their off season. They haven't really got any huge, like, what's the word acquisitions. For, yeah, like not, no, not, no, not that I can recall. Not her. like big. I'm talking like wide receiver news or tight ends or, you know, a, a, a running back. I mean, obviously they have Nick Chubb still, but yeah. I mean, they have. Chubb. This they is proof to me that they want to be a dominant force on defense, and then they probably just want to powerhouse and just drain the, the, the game clock and just. Run, run, run. So I have I have a really good feeling that this year Nick Chubb is going to get like 200 attempts or 300 attempts.
1: Foreshadowing for a uh, fantasy draft. A little bit. I can see that. And I think they're also doing this because they don't know what Deshaun Watson they're
0: going to get. That's 100% true. I don't, no one knows. Because right. From what you saw last year and just the kind of small-ish sample size of like, I think it was six games. Something like that, yeah. And... It was bad. Like, I mean, yeah, he connected with Amari Cooper, but who can't connect with Amari Cooper? Turns out he's pretty good.
1: The one last thing about NFL news, and then we'll get on, get into our uh, NFC West content. Uh, sadly, Jim Brown did pass away Friday. 87 years old. Uh, great running back for, in the NFL. You know, basically played his entire career with the Browns. You know, paved the way for African American running backs throughout the league. Uh,
0: if you haven't seen the movie, because isn't there a movie? With yeah, Jim forget, Brown? I, I think forget. it's called the, Ex- the, Express. the Express.
1: I think that's the Express. Yeah,
0: and or was that not? I don't remember. Anyway, it, it's a really solid movie. He's a great running back. He probably didn't get to play as many years as he should have in the right. NFL. Yeah, for sure, because of injuries and other things. But the dude was dominant when he was on the field. And uh, it, it sucks that a bunch of these guys that were so dominant are now getting to the ages where... The golden we, we age of football. See, we might see all these, a bunch of guys start...
1: Unfortunately. Yeah.
0: We're getting we're getting to the age now where people that we watch as kids are getting up there in age, too.
1: Yeah, we didn't even watch this guy. But we know nope. about
0: him. <laughs> yeah. Well, we also probably didn't get a chance to watch... Uh, Guys like Bojack really play. I mean, maybe a little bit, but like, or, I mean, AP is like, Stun. in my opinion, AP was the last, like, no matter what, he's probably the best player on the field at the right oh, yeah. position at all times. Yeah, for sure. Even yeah. after his injuries, everything. So yeah. that was, And he's been out of the league now for it seems like 10 they're... years? Okay, It hasn't been that long. No. <laughs> so, It's this stinks. Like we're we're starting to see players that we heard of and legends that we heard of, maybe not necessarily play, but they're now falling
1: on falling off the earth more or less. Yeah. So sad moment. You know, I wanted to bring that up because he is a staple of what the game used to be. You know, a ground and pound, a very hard nosed, hard
0: knocks in your face type of football. Yeah, real football.
1: Now. Although, that being said, a little sad, let's pick it up. NFC West content. We have the Arizona Cardinals, the Rams, Seattle Seahawks, and the 49ers, correct?
0: Yes. Before we get into it. Oh, shit. Here we go. Who hurt the scheduler from the NFC West? Who hurt them? I I think the
1: NFC West just pissed off the NFL. Yeah.
0: They were like, you know what? I'm
1: tired of you. And your best team at last year being the 49ers, having a bunch of fucking quarterbacks, and you can't fucking figure it out. So they said, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want you anywhere close to the to the playoffs. The NFC has got to play the NFC West has got to play the NFC East and the AFC North.
0: Did you did you know that sorry, I'm a I'm I was looking at something else, but did you know AP played in twenty twenty one?
1: Yeah. And that's why I said but I was like no because he May- play, he played for the Cardinals right
0: maybe I just stopped paying attention once he left Minnesota the Vikings, yeah because
1: <laughs> he played for the Cardinals right in twenty twenty one or something like that
0: no he played for Seattle that's the only reason it popped oh, up okay that's wild okay yeah, I yeah. mean
1: he didn't he didn't do very much but yeah I mean he he's been on the field you know here and there since 2016, 2017 was his last year with the Vikings.
0: Something like that? 17. 17, yeah. But anyway, going, going back to the <laughs> NFC West. So the NFC West. Dude, they got screwed. They have to play the Beast and the NFC Beast. Yep. And then they have to play. AFC North. AFC North, which is not.
1: It's not weak. It, it's not weak
0: at all. This you know. this might be some of the hardest projecting I've had to do because I'm like, they have to win some, some games. Here right, and there.
1: yeah, right. I think. Three out of the four teams, it was easier to project, and we'll get into this. But definitely, I think one team was just, there were so many 50-50 games that I, I couldn't pick. And I'll get into that. Where do you want to start with this conference? Do you want to start this with, division? with
0: the easy one where we're, we're like, okay, this is predictable? Or do we want to just start with throwing someone under the fire, my boy? So Do you, do do you we want to put people on the coals already?
1: What team do you think is going to, between you and me, what team do you think is going to be the most controversial between you and me?
0: Controversial? Yeah. I think some people are sleeping on the Rams. Okay. Even though they're not going to be great, I think some people have already written them off as like a three-win team, and that's it.
1: Okay. What we'll do is we'll go with the Cardinals, then we'll go Seahawks. We'll then we'll what, then so we'll you go to put Someone on the fire.
0: You want to put the fire. In and
1: then we'll here. close out with the defending division champions.
0: So so what Nate basically just did is hey let's put so you have chosen the, death. Call, let's put the Cardinals in that green mile chair, and they're afraid of the dog <laughs> and all that. Dude, shit. If like I got to do I have the, to censor you. <laughs> Nate's about <laughs> to hit the electric chair because the Cardinals season they might as well not even play.
1: So we'll start with the Cardinals. It turns out. and last year. Kyler, you know, only played 11 games. And even in those 11 games, did not play well at all. Nope. Averaged less than 230 yards a game. 14 touchdowns against 7 interceptions. Not very good. And in his time so far, even last year, he's been sacked a lot. It's hard to tell if he can even stay healthy anymore. Because the way he likes to play the game and what makes him a decent quarterback in that system. Yeah. However, the Cardinals this
0: is going to be rough, rough year for him.
1: They did help their offensive line in spinning their first round pick on Paris Johnson, the tackle out of Ohio State, very solid tackle, very good in pass protection, very as well as he played with CJ C. Stroud, who likes to, you know, stretch the plays and, and get outside the pocket in which this tackle Paris Johnson, you know, did a very solid way of sealing the edge, letting CJ Stroud get outside the pocket.
0: Uh I just want to know who who he's throwing to because
1: that that's
0: that's a thing. I mean, D Hop. I mean, D Hop's still there. He's still there, but there have been so much talk about him leaving. Who's their running back? Is it going to be James Connor again? Like, it's probably going to end up. I think
1: their running back. It doesn't. As we've already seen in the NFL, uh, your running back doesn't yeah, matter.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure, but that you don't still have to have kind a top, of
1: No, the Chiefs have already showed you don't have to have a top tier running back.
0: But Pacheco is actually really. Pachenko. Pachenko was actually really good.
1: "Quote unquote" really good. He's good in that system. He's good, in, but as for trying to run between the tackles, are you going to trust him or Tony Pollard to run between tackles more? Oh, well Tony that, Pollard. That's not even fair. Am I going to trust Pachenko or Jonathan Taylor to run what? between tackles? I'll take Jonathan Taylor over Pacheco every single day and every single play.
0: You're, just, you're naming all better running backs than Pachenko.
1: So don't tell would me that take, they have a good running back.
0: Would you take James Conner to run between or the tackles?
1: To run between tackles and hitting James
0: Conner. I would take Pacheco. No. Pachinko. There's more talent there. There's more chances of a breakaway.
1: No. I don't need a breakaway. If I'm running between tackles, I'm not trying to break it. I'm trying to get four or five An- yards.
0: Anyway. Anyway. All that being said, I don't feel like... Even if that guy is good on offensive line, I don't feel like they've done enough to help their offense. And their defense is Their nowhere. defense
1: is still kind of bad. I mean, nowhere. their defense is really young. Maybe... I think they kind of improve a little bit, but I don't think they improve a lot. They're led by... Obviously, a very solid safety in Buda Baker.
0: That's their best player.
1: On on defense, absolutely. That might
0: be their best player
1: well, what on J- the
0: entire team. With
1: J.J. Watt being gone. They did replace him in the draft, with I think a very solid edge rusher in the second round.
0: If, his, if the last name isn't Watt, I don't care. <laughs>
1: well, I'm not even going to try to even butcher this. B- BJ, the edge rusher out of L- LSU. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to say this last name in the second round to replace J.J. Watt. Yeah, on paper, their wide receiving core is okay.
0: D Hop and who?
1: D Hop, Pascal, Marquise Brown. And old man's uh, my ball, Zach Hurts.
0: <laughs> uh, At man. tight end. That, so, okay, so obviously everybody knows Hops. If Hop plays, it's good. Pascal.
1: Stretch the field.
0: Marquise, Very skeptical. Marquise Brown, Marquise Brown on the other hand. Solid
1: hands can stretch ha- the field. Has
0: had good and bad. You, you know, there's a little bit of both. Zach Ertz has has played his best football.
1: He's old reliable, though. I yeah. mean, if you put it in his hands, he's Z- not gonna drop it.
0: Zach Ertz is what Jason Witten was when he's old.
1: Nah, Jason Witten. Way but I think than Jason Zacherts. Witten's.
0: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> Jason Witten's way better than Zach Ertz. Oh, yeah.
1: So I'm not saying that they have a bad wide receiving core, but they definitely don't have the best.
0: You're trying to defend them too much. This is gonna be a bad season.
1: I'm not just, saying just
0: say it. What who what do you having? Uh, what do you, let me tell you what they have them down Because I'm just gonna throw. okay. Just I'm go, gonna throw go them on fire. Ahead. They're they're gonna be one and sixteen at the end of the year. I have I have them a little bit better <laughs> above one and sixteen. They're gonna be a so you have them going garbage fire.
1: Do you have them going zero and six in the division, or do you have them splitting a game or two? I have
0: them going zero and six in the oh, division.
1: <laughs> so I have them going five and twelve overall, and that's that's a very liberal five and twelve. Because I have them.
0: How many games do you have before they get their first win? I
1: didn't. I, I don't remember. I just in my notes I have them going five and twelve. Because
0: I have them starting out
1: one and four. Oh
0: and nine. No, they, cause they because they they someone they, hurt someone from the Cardinals really fucked up when it came to NFL scheduling because they start with a monster schedule. They'll beat Where, the Commanders. Whereas the only team I can see them maybe winning against is the Commanders. <laughs> The, and that's week one. Right. So we got Washington, New York, Dallas, 49ers, Bengals, LA, Seattle, Ravens, Browns. See, and I, mean, the, I don't think the Browns are that good, but like out of all the, those first eight games
1: are monsters. So I've, I haven't gone 5 and 12 for the entire season. I have them 2 and 4 in the division, splitting with the Rams and Seattle. <sighs> now, quick disclaimer here if you're going to be a, uh, Statistical know it all and actually listen to all of our podcasts and take part and basically dissect every single record between every single division we go through week by week. I am looking at these week by week. I'm not writing out.
0: You're saying that to cover your back right now? Yeah.
1: Because the numbers from last week, if this division were to play against the last division we talked about, aren't always going to match up.
0: But we, we're not talking about anybody. No, it's no, not, not in this case. Not in this
1: specific case. No. No.
0: But when we, when we cover the NFC East and we forget, because like, we'll cover the NFC that, East that, that's, in that's like four or five weeks. That's what I'm saying. And we'll forget. My,
1: my numbers won't match up. You're writing down a whole bunch of stuff. I look at everything week by week as we go through this. So my numbers are not going to add up. Small disclaimer.
0: I'm going to try to add up until I get to the point where I'm having to be like, they don't win any games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need this team to win a game so my team gets the number one seed. Exactly.
0: exactly. So... Yeah, that's a good cocktail. That being said, I don't have I I have them beating then their entire schedule. The one team they beat, I have them beating the Falcons. Yeah, and that's, that's it. And I, I think it's a to, I think you get a toss up game versus the Browns. Maybe you get a toss up game versus the Texans.
1: See, I think no, this is, I think Texans they win. Well, it
0: the, all depends, the, the Browns is a toss up. But it all depends sure. on if Bryce Young or yeah. not Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young. Is gonna be good there. No, no it's CJ Stroud. For the Texans? Yeah. Oh like, yeah, it is CJ Stroud. Yeah. Yeah. So it it just depends on if you get CJ Stroud Ohio State or if you get test taking CJ Stroud.
1: I don't think I don't think Texans did enough to actually help him personally to make him as good as he should have been.
0: You don't like that offense? On paper? Honestly, we don't need to talk about the Texans right now. Yeah. We're still talking about the Cardinals' schedule. Where else do you have the money? Do you know, or you just put so, some of that out there? I think they beat
1: the Texans. Okay. I think they beat uh, the Commanders. I think they split with the Rams. I think they split with Seattle. So that's four wins. And I think they, they pick up a fifth win somewhere else. Now, where that fifth win comes from,
0: I don't know. See, see, my thing with the Commanders game is the only reason why I'm giving it to the, I'm giving it to the Commanders is because... That Washington defense is completely healthy right now. And that front four in Washington is scary good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that takes away all rushing, in my opinion. Like, they're gone. No rushing will be happening in that game. If, but if
1: Kyler Murray's healthy...
0: If Hop's well, still it, there, maybe. I can see it.
1: The, I think Hop's going to be there. I think if, if they try to ship him, it's going to be if they have a bad start, which I think you and I think... Is going to happen. They're going to have a bad slow start. Then they try to think about getting rid of D hop.
0: Okay. So pessimistic view one and 16,
1: more a optimistic, optimistic, five and
0: 12, five and 12. We can go somewhere in the middle. We'll say three and 14.
1: <laughs> I should, yeah. I should have looked up the Vegas odds of the over under for this. So that, for these teams, I wasn't going to put it in my notes and I just kind of completely forgot.
0: So three, we'll say three and fourteen. Does that sound like a reasonable a thing compromise. for you?
1: Sure, yeah.
0: I just, I, don't, I, know. I, I, I think don't think they did anything to get better. And I listened to this uh, other podcast, and I'm uh, no free shout outs, the, the <laughs> fantasy footballer guys, and they're all Arizona fans. Oh. And they've been just trashing them. So it might be a little biased of me listening to actual Arizona fans. But also, like, gosh, I don't know. It uh, it was bad last year, and I guess they, it was bad last year, and they still somehow got four wins. So
1: yeah. Who do you want? Who, who do we say we're going to talk about the Rams next? Yeah. Or no? We're no, Rams? you no, you want to talk about Seattle next?
0: Okay, I want to talk about Seattle. Next.
1: So because because yeah, yeah, you yeah. said that we were going to go back and forth on the Rams. So Seattle nine and eight last year, very solid year led by Geno Smith and his great comeback. I think you and I are on the same page where we see Geno Smith regress regression quite a bit. The Seahawks had a pretty solid draft, though, in order to help Geno Smith. They got Jackson Smith and Nick Jigba, or however you say that last name.
0: That is Geno Smith's saving grace because with a three man, like a, he- I, I, I'll, I'll call him a Cerberus, right? Because it's Cerberus is the three headed dog in Greek mythology or whatever that are just a big monster. And that's what they got. They got. DJ D, DJ DK Metcalf, yep. Tyler Lockett yep. and now Injigboo.
1: Very solid wide receiving core. Uh, Very
0: probably solid. Probably the best wide receiving core in the league if I just had to think about it off the top of my head.
1: And a decent tight end and Noah Fant. I'm saying decent.
0: Oh no, I like Noah Fant. Noah Fant's been good ever since he got drafted.
1: But where I think they're going to succeed is Kenneth Walker out of the running, so, out of the running back yeah. spot. I think if they can set up the run. Isn't it Kenneth Walker? Kenneth Walker. Or is
0: it Kenneth? Okay. Kenneth
1: Walker. <laughs> Kenneth Walker the third, I think, is 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 the actual title. Yeah. No, he played great last. Yeah, year. he played 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 great. Had over a thousand yard rushing.
0: Especially wasn't he a rookie? I believe last so. Year? Yeah, I believe he so. played awesome.
1: And if they can use the run to set up the pass and get Geno Smith going, it doesn't matter how bad Geno Smith is. The team's still going to be okay.
0: I think that's why they're successful last year because they could run the ball. They had a really good run. It, it's the problem is. Is and why they probably didn't get as far as they did last year, even though they did make the playoffs, is that the running backs got hurt so many times. Right. I think they, if if Homer, I can't remember his first name right now, but Homer was like their third guy and he played. I think he started like three games, and that's that's never good when your third string running back is starting games. It's never good.
1: No. Nah. oh no, it's but almost I, I it's almost as bad as your as your third string quarterback.
0: Yeah, I see a regression for sure, and that's. That's no harping at Gino. He had a great season last year. But how many times has have you seen a, a QB in their like 10th plus year in the NFL where they have a good season and the next season's also good? That, that doesn't happen.
1: It's hard to buy into a quarterback that came in the league as a starter, lost his job as a starter, played in a back played in a backup role, kind of was a journeyman, now you know, back in a starting position has had an opportunity, did solidly well at at a 9 and 8 season. But you can't buy into that again. If they
0: are good, if they're good, I'm telling you right now, Pete Carroll is a QB genius.
1: I don't think Pete Carroll is a QB genius. I think that the front office and drafting the way they drafted and building this team, without a doubt, on the offensive depth chart, Geno Smith is the worst player on that depth chart.
0: Weirdly enough, yes. I think so. But hear me out. Back when Pete Carroll was first starting with Seattle, I know the Legion of Boom and all that other crap, right? That you hear about. I never really thought he was an offensive guy. I'm always like, okay, Pete Carroll coming out of college, he does defense, the offensive, just meh. But I've kind of changed my tune around a little bit because, especially after last year, seeing Russell Wilson in Denver with a bad head coach, right? Yeah. Compared to Pete Carroll when he was basically like almost MVP type numbers. And then he gets Gino, which has statistically just been a backup quarterback. Yeah, just uh, it's a backup, nothing special. And then Gino has a breakout year in his ninth, like eighth or ninth season. That's in its on peak. So I'm having a little bit of a flip flop. Now, all that being said, I see regression. Man, I'm going to go with an eight and nine season. <sighs> A, reg- a
1: regression of one of one win, <laughs> one
0: one one win. I'm being harsh. Oh, I'm oh. being
1: harsh on Seattle. I think you know. I just kind of harped on how well the front office did in drafting and building this roster around Gino to make Gino better. But Gino still got to get the ball to him. Gino still has to make the throws. If Kenneth Walker can't do the same thing they did last year, we definitely have a problem in Seattle. I think yeah. Kenneth Walker has a good year i don't think he has a 1000 yard rushing
0: okay i don't i, I can see that cuz i don't, I, I don't think, think their offensive line is uh, I believe something to shake stick at
1: geno smith threw for 4000 yards i'm not 100% sure i don't have the
0: stats pulled up but i mean he had a huge breakout season so i can see no, that no i think it was
1: 3000 yards 30 touchdowns or some shit
0: i can see that it had a huge breakout he
1: had a great he had a great season good season we definitely don't get that no and especially playing against the nfc beast and the AFC North.
0: Probably some of the best defenses in football.
1: I think that they were right there with the Cardinals at 5 and 12. And they finished 1 and 5 in the division. I think they split. I with, mean, I the, the way they split you just put, put it out
0: to I me, mean, maybe. Because if you think about it, they are playing the three best defenses in the league, and one of them they have to play twice. Yeah. Because they're playing the Eagles defense, they're playing the Cowboys defense, and they're playing the 49ers defense twice. twice. And those are monsters. So those, you could almost. And you just said. The Washington Commanders are not a slouch at defense. So, I, I chalked up all those defenses. As L's. That's L's. Those yeah. are all L's. So, they they lose. So, that's four games already. Then you're not mentioning. Hey, I mean, what? yeah, they have a rough schedule. Like like we said before. Well, got, this,
1: is the hardest division.
0: Someone hurt yeah. the schedule makers because sure. it's rough looking.
1: Oh, yeah. So, you have them regressing only one by game. one win. I got them regressing. Uh, yeah,
0: enough. You got them regressing four, four games. games. I can see that. Don't get me wrong. Now I'm really interested at what you're going to be saying about the Rams because maybe there, there's some some good stuff going on. Yep. Maybe there's. I have them starting out the season rough. You know, they play the Rams. I have some hope in the Rams. I'm a Matt Stafford homer.
1: Yep, I got I got a little so, bit of hope there. Yeah.
0: So it's it's not a great great start. They get a they get a good a good schedule about 5 games in where they play the Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Commanders in a row. And I feel like the hardest part of their schedule is the very is kind of the tail end where they play the Rams, 49ers, Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles, Titans, Steelers, Cardinals. Cardinals is you know the last game of the season but it and it doesn't really matter, but that ending stretch where they play the Boys, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Titans, I mean, the 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 Titans Titans are are kind of washed. Yeah. Yeah. But then they play the Steelers, and I and you are really liking the Steelers this year. Oh, for sure. So they play all, after being beat up all year long, they play the four, they play the three toughest defenses right at the tail end. Yeah. And
1: at that point, if Geno Smith ain't playing good, he ain't going to start playing good against those defenses. No. Not at all.
0: I may be a little more optimistic with how they feel uh so you said five wins
1: I said five let's
0: cut the middle
1: Six, we'll and, take a six
0: and a half. and a half and they don't make the playoffs we, no, we, we're, no. we're back to back no the, they don't make these teams make the playoffs no. okay so let's move on la 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 five
1: and twelve last year you go from Super Bowl champs to instant jumps
0: because of injuries because of a it. lot a lot of injuries. So many injuries. We can make up excuses. Their whole offensive line, I think they're playing with most of their third string offensive linemen.
1: That and when one of the best offensive linemen in the league retired and Andrew Whitworth or Alex Whitworth. Andrew Whitworth yeah. retires, you know he's hard Monster. to replace. It's hard to replace. Yeah. And they didn't replace him they did in the offseason before. They still really haven't replaced him. They tried to in drafting a guard in the first round this year.
0: Oh, no. I think actually, it's the
1: second round. In the, game, and personally.
0: you can go back and look at the games. I don't think their offensive line at the beginning of the year was doing a bad job. It's just when everybody's started injuries, it just spiraled, injury after injury. Cooper Cup was injured during this year. Matthew Stafford was injured during this year. Right. Baker Mayfield started and won a game for this team last year. Yeah, that's true. Like it's, we're we're looking at a rough thing when Baker Mayfield is coming on the on the field and having to win a game.
1: So before we deep dive. You definitely think that they're going to be over five wins.
0: I have them better than five wins.
1: Okay. So that being said, they didn't do much in free agency. No. They did, however, trade their best corner. They traded Jalen Ramsey. Not a big
0: deal at all. They
1: traded away Allen Robinson.
0: Not a big deal at all to me.
1: Really? Because when we talked about the Allen Robinson trade, you said, wow, Allen Robinson to the Steelers. The Steelers just got another good wide receiver. Because,
0: (laughs) no, no, no. I think that's good for the Steelers. I, I don't think Allen Robinson was good for the 49ers. or not the 49ers. Sorry, the, the Rams.
1: <laughs> the Rams,
0: because it's just not—it's not that kind of guy. He's not that guy, pal.
1: He's not that guy.
0: Like they were looking for another uh, chance at an OBJ, you know? Because OBJ had a great season for the for the Rams that year. They won the right, Super yeah. Bowl. Mm-hmm. They were looking for that again. They were trying to strike fire twice, and they didn't get it.
1: I don't think that they were so much looking to, you know, strike fire twice, but they still need another wide receiver to have an option to throw the ball to other than Tyler Higby no, out of the tight end position. No, you
0: don't. You know, you know why? Cooper you know why? Cup. Because Cooper Cup.
1: Yeah, no. but here's the thing. If you don't have another wide receiver to, to spread the field, now you, you just put your best corner on their best wide receiver. We call it good. But if you have another good wide receiver like Allen Robinson, now you have, yeah, you can still play best on best. But now you still have AR-15, Allen Robinson, you know, running your crossing routes, running your deep goes, running mesh concepts that can beat a lot of corners that aren't number one corners for teams.
0: Also, you brought up all these wide receivers. I think the another problem for them last year is Cam Akers was hurt right off the back. Henderson hurt right off the back. So yep, they were playing yep. with a third string running back too. I think that MO for that team is they need to power run the ball to let Matthew Stafford have those openings downfield.
1: I don't know about so much power on the ball because they set up a lot of play action off a of boot pass, but the most of their boot passes come off more of a stretch look. So th- a stretch play to me is not power ball because it's outside of the tackles and acres. However, you know, he's solid between tackles. He's much better outside the tackles.
0: As you know, you just brought up the, about the wide receiver room. And as much as I kind of do like Van Jefferson, That wide receiving room is looking rough,
1: but we've we've seen Stafford. You know,
0: Stafford can do it with anybody.
1: Exactly, Stafford is efficient enough that if they can get open, he's going to put the ball on.
0: In my personal opinion, Stafford can be and and uh, you know his actual skill wise, he's a top five QB in the NFL. If he can stay healthy
1: and he can stay upright, absolutely, I I would not disagree with that.
0: When Stafford first was getting talks about leaving. The Lions. I was thinking, man, I you know I kind of like Stafford. <laughs> you know, come over here. I I've always liked him. The dude's and he's and he, and he plays with a uh, what's the word? He plays with passion. Yeah, but like not he that, wants to win.
1: Not that dumbass kind of passion where he does stupid ass things like bicker. Have you good.
0: ever seen uh, the play? And I think why I remember it so much. No, it wasn't. The play where he dislocates his shoulder or something—I mean, it's all messed up. I mean, he's
1: running down the field to get back in the huddle. Yeah. yeah after he gets hit, after he threw the and ball, and they
0: call a timeout or something, and then he's like, "Wait, you called timeout? Now I can go back in the game." So he goes back in, wins the freaking game I with think a I, messed I think up, a separated shoulder or something like. That. That's my guy. I want that. That's why Matthew Stafford healthy, Cooper Cup healthy, this whole team healthy. Now, I have them progressing. Now, how much progression?
1: So they were five and twelve last year. How many wins did they get this year? Nine and eight. We're we're closer. We're closer on this than we've been the last two. Yeah, I got them going seven to ten. I'm not. I'm not completely buying in yet. Like you said, I, I'm not quite buying into the offensive line. And if they can stay, you know, good enough to keep Stafford upright, to keep Acres, you know, not getting smashed at the line of scrimmage, you know, they, they play a very. Good defense, the abandoned do not break defense. Uh, had 16 interceptions, which was fourth, I believe, in, turno- in interceptions in the league. Other than that, very middle of the road, I think it comes down to if Stafford can stay healthy, if Akers can stay healthy, and if Sean McVay can figure out a winning formula for this offense. I think they go 7-10. and 10. I think they go 3-3 three and three in the division. And in that, I think they split with the Cardinals, they sweep Seattle, and then they lose both games to the 49ers.
0: Okay. Well, I see where you're coming from. It's weird because I have the Cardinals start or not the Cardinals. The Rams starting off the season 4 and 1. Or 1 and 4. 1 and 4 starting off. Who who do they start with? Seattle 49ers Bengals Colts, Eagles. And I'm not going to say who I think they're going to be. Uh, I think they get two wins right there against
1: the Colts and against uh, the Seahawks. They get two wins so right I, there.
0: So I have them losing the Seahawks in, in that game.
1: I got them sweeping the Seahawks.
0: Then I don't have them. I have them on a bad. Before they're by, I don't have them playing very good. It's it's the next run of teams where, because I have them losing to the Steelers, losing to the Cowboys. They get a win versus Green Bay. Yeah. And the Cardinals, of course. Yeah. So they, they're starting off their season three and whatever. Rough. But then I have them propping back into the season after their bye week. They get some easy kind of schedule. And they got Seattle, Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Washington, C- uh, Saints, Giants, 49ers. I have them winning all but two of those games. The losses coming to the Ravens. And The Giants.
1: Oh no, they'll beat the Ravens, they'll lose the 49ers, but they'll beat the Ravens.
0: I have them, I have them winning that last game with the 49ers, and here's why I think the 49ers already lock up the division, right? But I don't think they have a chance to get a one number scene. one, so they sit everybody in that last I, game. And I can then see the, that. the, the, that's the only reason I put that, that like that because if not, they'd be an eight and nine team. Okay, I can see that
1: C- going a little too far in depth for
0: what I was going for.
1: But yeah, yeah. I just, you know, you you in the in the end game, I, I can see how you get that record, yeah.
0: I just think about the last game of season a lot.
1: Right. Let's see. Other than that, I really don't have anything else. I don't think there's
0: too much controversy here.
1: You know, I, I think the Rams at face value are, I'm just going to say, they are who we think they are. If they can stay healthy.
0: Now, if we have an MVP, Matthew Stafford, when he was with LA, when they won the Super Bowl, I could I could see then we're looking at a good a uh, uh, couple do, more wins. I can
1: I can see if if he's playing his best ball, I can see ten or eleven maybe.
0: Sean, I, Sean McVay is going to have to write some stuff up.
1: I I don't think they win at very best. I don't think they win more than eleven.
0: If they sign a, a, a wide receiver that's left, I'll give them like an extra win or two.
1: Mm, I don't think there's one out there really. I
0: don't I don't know if there is either. No. Nah.
1: So let's get to the defending champions of this division. The 49ers, 13-4 and four last year. And check this out. Four losses last year. Three out of four losses came to teams that had a losing record. They lost to Atlanta. They lost to the Broncos. They lost to the Bears. They lost to the Chiefs. That was the only... I mean, they got handled by the Chiefs beat that ass. But that was the only team they lost to, the Chiefs, with a winning, with a winning record at the end of the season. What kind of fuck shit is that? They lost three games. They had no business losing.
0: Yeah, and I, I think also you might be able to look at that. I, I haven't looked at that schedule in depth, but I know for a fact that they were not playing very good. At the start of the year. And that's had, where And most then of picked their, up Christian McCaffrey and then bam. Yeah,
1: that's where m- most of their losses were at the start of the year. Yes. I think actually all so of I them think were they in the first half.
0: I think without Christian McCaffrey – this team isn't as good as what people think it is. I think Kirsten Caffrey jumped on that team, started a momentum swing into them having a fantastic year.
1: Yeah. I think in my mind, they had a quiet good year. Very as,
0: quiet. As, if you would have asked me before telling me what, what the record was, thirteen, I'd have said, Oh yeah, they're a ten win team.
1: That, that's what I thought. Like I thought that, you know, they were very like a ten or eleven win team. And then I'm going through my notes and everything, prepping for this. And I'm like, oh, shit, they had 13 wins. Who they lose to? Then I see who they lost to. I'm like, how the fuck do you have 13 wins and you lose to three teams with a losing record?
0: Yeah. But then you look at other teams and you're like, how did they win that game?
1: They they didn't... <laughs> really, they didn't have a tough schedule last year. They had a pretty softer schedule. But they, they on paper, they're still a really solid football team, especially on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Okay, we, we can... Sit here and, you know, pat these guys on the back talk about them until the cows come home. But let's get these records. What do you have?
1: What? What? Why are you going straight for the records? I got a whole bunch more shit to
0: say. You got more shit to say? Oh, yeah. Okay, Absolutely. here we go. We're, we're getting into stats now.
1: Uh, no, I don't have too many stats. But, you know, they got rid of Jimmy G. But, you know, Trey Lance was their guy. Then Jimmy G, blah, 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 blah. Then Brock Purdy was their man taking him through the rest of the year, played very solid ball. The Let's real, see. The real question is, who's going to be their starter? Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, or Sam darnold Dots. <laughs> think. Listen, it's, I, I think it's going I've to be Purdy.
0: Tri- I've tried. So, so many teams to get Sam Darnold back to what we thought he was, but it just, it's never going to work. He's no. not an NFL quarterback. We've tried. We tried after he left the Jets. Carolina's that team. He's going to do it there. Nah. Rough, rough, rough. There. This is not going to be his spot where he succeeds. I,
1: I think he was signed as an insurance policy because Trey Lance or Brock Purdy is getting traded. At some, Trey Lance
0: is getting traded.
1: So one of those guys are getting traded. I think it's going to be Trey they Lance.
0: They did not get what they wanted out of Trey Lance. The 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 experiment of Trey Lance, where you saw his big arm and all that in the college level, did not adjust well to for the NFL. Nah. Not and at all. and the, the two games I think he played in and started in were not good.
1: Very lackluster. Yep.
0: In fact, the team got better when Jimmy G came back
1: Yeah, and I, played. Yep, I agree.
0: So, all that being said. Hold on, I still got more. Brock Purdy's going to be the starter.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think Brock Purdy will be the starter. That's Sam, what I was getting to. Okay. Sam is going to be, you know, the insurance policy.
0: They, I think they trade Trey Lance. Yeah. For something. Like it'll, maybe it'll be a fourth a, or fifth round pick.
1: It'll be interesting what they get for him. Um, they lost a little bit in free agency, but what they lost in free agency, they also picked up in free agency. So it was kind of a wash in free agency. They didn't have a first-round pick. They didn't have a second-round pick. They spent a fucking third-round pick on a kicker. They got Jake Moody in the third round, the kicker out of Michigan, I believe. Kind of a little weird. He's pretty good. He, he's good. He's going to yeah. score a I, lot of points. I've,
0: after watching a bunch of Michigan games last year, because I was trying to you know be a Michigan fan because I... I picked them to win the national championship. That kicker's pretty good.
1: Yeah, he don't miss very often. What this tells me is that they're going to rely a lot on their defense to win games. And that, running the ball. And running the ball and taking their threes when they can get them.
0: Basically what they did at the end of the year slash the playoffs when Brock Purdy had to come in.
1: That's all he did. And Brock Purdy was slinging the rock.
0: No, no, no. Brock Purdy was a, a field general.
1: He's a pretty electrifying field general.
0: It's pretty easy to be electrifying when there's no tape on you.
1: That's true. They got tape. They're what happen- make no, no.
0: Yeah. Let's see what happens when the new kid, Mystery Relevant, gets in there and they have some tape on you now. And then you're also playing some of the best defenses in the league.
1: That's true. Yeah. They got an offensive line that's very physical, very aggressive in the run game, can reach the edge, can run between the tackles, can get to the next level. Pass blocking, 50-50. Random blocking, very aggressive, very good. CMC I think has another good year rushing the ball. I think fantasy wise he's going to have a good year if he
0: can stay healthy. I don't know for if he's a, I don't owners. know if he's the starter. No, Are no. you
1: fucking? How listen, the fuck do you have CMC and listen, not start?
0: Listen, listen. I think he plays, but on the depth chart, obviously he he's will get the, the most snaps. But what I'm saying is on the depth chart, I'm pretty sure he's going to be the second to running who? back. Gosh, what's that guy's name?
1: Don't fucking say stupid shit like that. I'm not you saying dumb ready. shit. That was dumb I just shit. I can't remember
0: his name. But he's the he's, he's say the actual dumb shit unless you're CNC gonna have it read. Am I right? Yeah, I wouldn't I would not disagree with that. Sure. The guy I'm talking about is a three down tepid back. I was gonna pull up the depth chart.
1: Pull it up because I ain't believing shit that you're saying right now. And as you type that up, I'll go ahead and go on about their defense. A defensive line that can stuff the run. They were the second best defense against the run last year. Only giving up 1,300 yards. You got it pulled up yet?
0: Yeah, Eliza Mitchell.
1: Yeah, solid, but he's still getting played number two behind CMC.
0: I think maybe.
1: I think we'll see less CMC.
0: 50 40. I think it's going to be 50 40, then 10% to whoever else when those guys are tired.
1: Mm. No, I, I think. I think we'll see 60-40 just between those guys. Uh, Elijah Mitchell. I'm,
0: you don't. You don't. You don't I'm think. Not, I'm, a, not, I'm not. You don't think i you do not gonna put Gaskowski in sometimes and not those two. Gaskowski? Yeah, Kyle. You, oh, use check. Use check. That's a fullback. <laughs>
1: no, he's gonna be in a lot. Yeah, and two back. Well, he's never gonna be in by himself. If he's in on one the of those, line. if he's in one of those, other two guys are also in. He's never gonna be in by himself as a single back. Unless it, it, they're going with single back shotgun and they're going to protect their quarterback, which would be stupid because everyone knows Hughes check ain't going out for a pass very often.
0: I just... This whole 49-inch team, uh, what Kyle Shanahan, right, is still the coach there. Yeah. They have never been able to get a solid passing game going, ever. Yeah. And even with solid players like Debo... Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, yeah. and they can't get a passing game going. They're a run first team with at, with wide receivers that are actually pretty good. So I think
1: this team is built to win games. Definitely not built to win a championship. No. So so don't get me hyping up everything that I, they're gonna win win a ship or even be in contingents for a Super Bowl. Let me get I back. Think
0: this team can't score enough to be in a championship.
1: Let me get back to their defense because I don't think they need to score enough. I think that in their division, their division can't score. So they don't need to score. And that's how you get to the playoffs is win your division, more or less.
0: They'll be a one seed. Or they'll be a there'll be a, well, a winning of a conference. They'll be one through right. four.
1: Yeah, I agree. But when you have a defense, the gate that held the run to the second least rushing yard, at, like I said, 1,300 yards, they had 44 sacks. You know, pretty good number. I think top third in the, in the league.
0: I wonder how much that skewed though for running because, other than Seattle in their division, there was no run game. That's
1: true. Yeah. But if you can't win in your division, you're probably going to have a very bad season because you got to play six games out of 17 in your division. Let me continue. (laughs) Their secondary, not a lot of big names, but they had the most interception, tied for the most interceptions last year at 20. So you have a defensive line that can get out after the quarterback that can get after the run. You've got a secondary that can create turnovers. Granted, they did lose their best corner, but they he didn't really contribute a lot to their to their corner or to their interceptions. But he he was a decent cover corner. Whoever I think starts at quarterback is gonna have a decent year. But where they're gonna make their wins is one on the defense side of the ball and two setting up their pass game with their run game. So if Elijah Mitchell and CMC can have a good run game, can be very effective out of the backfield in the run game and the pass game. I think they do very solid.
0: Let's be honest. This team wins and loses with its defense. If the defense yeah, I agree. Yep. if the defense gives up more than I'm say 24 points, they lose. I that's what I'm
1: saying. I would not disagree with that. Yep. That that So
0: so if if the offense can't score either, they're roughing it. Like when they play eagles this year the Bengals this year the cowboys
1: those can be very boring games
0: or they or it's one-sided for, for you or it's one-sided
1: I, I don't think any of those games are gonna be one-sided so what do you have in record wise
0: 11 and 6
1: this is very uncontroversial i have them at a very conservative 11 6 as well yeah i think that this their schedule there's so many 50 50 games with the Cowboys, with the Eagles, with the Steelers, with the Ravens. There's so many 50-50 games. All right, the Giants also, I forgot. There, it could be a 10-win season. It could be a 15-win season, I think, if they win all those 50-50 games. I have them
0: losing to the Beast.
1: Three, Three out, out four. of four. I I could see that. I think I had them in my mind beating the Giants but losing to uh, the Cowboys and Philly.
0: I think a game that they could really mess up in that people don't think is... A, a, most people probably think this is going to be an easy game. It's Steelers week one.
1: Oh, no. I got them losing the Steelers.
0: Okay. I have them winning versus the Steelers. I think I have them losing I, I think the that's a tr- I, I have thought in my head. I was like... Because that's a 50-50 game in my mind. I think the Steelers are going to surprise people this year. So that's a rough game to Quick start.
1: Quick foreshadowing, I think they're a double-digit a double win team.
0: Probably. So the, I have their beginning of the season being about middle, and I have the... Into the season being about middle. They have the they have those 50-50 games, like you said, and they're evenly spread out. Out of all the teams <laughs> out of all the teams we've gone over today, their record their uh scheduling at least is somewhat even. Right. Because
1: Because of the tier of the team that they are, I think. Yeah.
0: Because if you look at anyone else that the division, there is stacked points to their scheduling, oh, yeah. which is rough. Right. But
1: but I think we've we've said this over and over again, just in today's episode. This is without a doubt the hardest division because they have to play the Easily. AFC North and the NFC East,
0: and this this might this might and I hate to say this this playoff team that gets number one in this division might have the worst record out of all playoff teams
1: to win their division.
0: Yeah, it could happen. Or
1: out of all seven teams that get in from the NFC.
0: So, like, I'm I'm saying like out of the top four spots, right? This could be the team that you, gets in that's like 9-8.
1: That, that gets the first game home field. Yeah, but it's like 9-8 or 8-9. I can
0: see it that. It could happen.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Very easily. Yeah. Because all these 50-50 games that we give them or don't give them could be losses.
1: Yeah, they could they could lose all of them. And all of a sudden, and you got a 9-1 team. The
0: same thing goes for Seattle. Nope. The Rams.
1: nope I'm I'm sorry. I I think there's one clear winner in this division, and it's the 49ers. I don't think any other team
0: no, really has I'm, a chance. That's what I'm saying to you. I'm saying the 49ers are clear winners, right. but what I'm saying is those other 50-50 games for the Rams no, and, they don't. and Seattle, those, those
1: aren't 50-50 games. They are
0: 50-50 they're games. Not yeah, it's 50-50 nah. games.
1: They're not 50-50 games. They're not 50-50 games. They're
0: asking. Your lack of respect for the Matthew I, Stafford is abysmal to me.
1: I, I'll give the Rams a few of the 50-50 games that I'm giving to the 49ers, but Seattle, trash, gone, they're out. I wouldn't the Cardinals, be, trash, gone, they're out. Those aren't 50-50
0: games. I they wouldn't get their be shit surprised going. at all. If the Rams came in and beat the 49ers early, I, they're going to overlook them right off the bat.
1: In my notes, for numbers purposes, I had the 49ers going 6-0 oh in the division. However, everybody knows when you, when you play division games, everyone plays up. So I wouldn't be surprised if they drop a game or even in two games.
0: I think with Seattle, and I put Seattle losing both the games to the 49ers, I think both of those are 50/50 games. I think they, I think Seattle could win.
1: I think Seattle could win a game against the 49ers. I think the Rams could win a game against the 49ers. I don't think either one of those teams will beat the 49ers both times. Here's
0: the only thing we know. Ain't none of these teams losing a game to the Cardinals.
1: <laughs> no, I have I think the Cardinals I got Cardinals, you know, second in the division.
0: You're way too optimistic. What?
1: Oh, uh, sorry. Uh third in the division, my oh bad. Oh my
0: gosh. Uh, in my mind, I was taking second to last. <laughs> Still bad, but geez.
1: Second. No, I was about I, to lose it. I have them and in the in Seattle having the same record, but I have them beating Seattle in the division.
0: I think Seattle by one game. I think if you go person by person, Seattle is the closest person by person matchup to the 49ers. Now, the reason why I am, you know, putting the Rams with Moan extra win is because I believe way too much in Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and I, Sean McVay.
1: I I just think that Geno Smith's going to have too much of regression that it's not going to matter. I, I, I think as good as the roster is on paper, I think Geno's just going to shit that absolute bed.
0: That's, that's a huge possibility. Or... Pete Carroll works his magic again, no. and Seattle is now the favorites to win this division. Ew. You know what? Ew, did you I'm just gonna say, say that? I'm going to say it. I like coaches. For, I like the coach for the Rams. I like the coach for Seattle way more than I like the 49ers coach. Yeah,
1: Shannon's a fucking idiot. I I wouldn't disagree with that.
0: Yeah. He's an idiot. But so, I mean, Pete so Carroll's an idiot,
1: too. He fucking didn't run Marshawn Lynch instead of pass the ball. I, okay, listen that's to this. A, that's to a this. fucking I heard...
0: I heard Marshawn Lynch say this, that there was a play called for the run, but Russell Wilson changed it to a pass because he wanted to be the hero. No. And I fucking believe that shit. I I don't believe that at all. I believe it. I don't believe that one damn bit. You could have ran it three times and scored one time.
1: No, I don't believe that. I believe it. I don't believe that I'll Especially
0: wonder. after he went to Denver and shit the bed. Shit I believe <laughs> that Russell Wilson is that, that guy. guy is that, that guy? would be like, no, nah, I'm going to win us a Super Bowl. And then fucks it up for everyone.
1: Turns it over and fucking loses Has, it.
0: And he didn't just fuck it up for everybody. He fucked it up for us, too. Because now the Patriots fucking Super Bowl. Well, that
1: was. So, recap. As we talk about... What was this? The NFC West?
0: Yeah.
1: So, you have... So, we had... We clearly agree four that nineers. the 49ers are going to be number one four in the 49ers, for sure. And then we're kind of flip-flopping between the Rams and Seahawks at two. I, I think the Rams are going to be the second in the, in the division.
0: But we're both in agreeance to the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going
1: to be the worst in the division, absolutely. Well, I have them tying record-wise with Seattle and actually being third in the division because the division wins. You're crazy. Other than that, who do you want to talk about next week? Should we Should we talk about the... The NFC or the AFC North, since it kind of goes hand in hand with what conference we have talked about today.
0: And is that the Steelers, Ravens, yep. Bengals? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! I mean, that's a stacked freaking. Or should we say,
1: or should we save that one and go NFC
0: North next week? Nah, we should just bring the house. Bring the house. Go, bring the AFC house we'll go AFC North. North next week. Then bring NFC in the Thunder. North. We're gonna get controversial here. All I right. guarantee it. Join
1: us next week as we talk about the AFC North. You got a little bit of the NBA. You got a little bit of the XFL. You got a little bit of the NFL. We're on our way out. We'll see you next week. Yeah, let's go. I'm so ready to go get some lunch and have another.